Hey, that's not rubbish. Hi, I'm Lexi, a major upcycle fashion groupie and podcast newbie. So if you've tuned into my very first That's Not Rubbish episode last last Saturday, AK National Upcycle Day, and have been supporting the Instagram, even if you're my mom, a big thank you. Actually, you know what? Especially if you know me and you're my family. My sister told me that she can't even get past like the first two minutes of my first podcast because it's too painful for her to hear my voice. <laughs> Um, I agree. And I understand. I can't listen to it either. But yeah, it's it's very scary doing something new for the first time, but it's been worth it. And it's been really nice to hear the support. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't been listening to the first episode and all that, you're not far behind. Just give it a listen for a deep dive of what upcycling is, its role throughout history and pop culture today, and some looks that I think could have been upcycled. But today we have the sincere, the sensual, and the soft Miss Joby Angel, aka Cloudy Joby, on Instagram. Hi. I mean, before we explore Joby's brand and her background, her style evolution, and underground fashion as a whole, here is some quick good news in the environmental world to cure your environmental doomies. So, Joby, fun facts from Euro News Green. Big climate victory for Switzerland. The Swiss people have voted yes to a new climate law that will see the country cut net greenhouse gas emissions to absolutely zero. Zero zip by 2050. So that's huge. Um, Yeah, a majority of the country voted for the Climate Protection Targets, Innovation and Strengthening Energy Security Act on just um, on the 18th of June. So that's three quarters of their people I mean, this is huge. Green gas emissions for dummies, me. This is what's heating the environment. So when we hear climate change, like this is the root of it. It is, you know, affecting the heat in the air and the ocean temperatures. So, you know, the melting of the icebergs, more severe natural disasters, island flooding. So yay, this is very cool and very inspiring. We'll see how their progress goes. And then it would be a simple matter of why not follow suit from the government, you know? And that's in Switzerland only? Yeah, just Switzerland. Europe is definitely more advanced when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm always reading about how they're progressing and being able to replace their uh, all their electricity and energy and such. Like I think Portugal already has half of their solar energy or half of their electricity being powered by solar energy. So we need, we need to get hip to them. We need to take notes. Yeah. Yeah, I have some things I can say about that. I actually, before I went into fashion, I was going to go to college for environmental science because I'm really passionate about nature and science, but I'm in the fashion world now. But yeah, still, I, mean, I want to like impact yeah. all those elements because we're living here. Like, it's important to take care of where we live. Can I actually mention something really quickly? Of course. Talk, talk, talk. Okay, so my pronouns are they, them. Yes. I'm non-binary. Cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry so, if I didn't 
if I didn't say that, but thanks for letting me know. Cool. And then you go by Joby, Cloudy Joby, all. Yeah, that that's my Instagram name, but you can call me just Joby. I like the name Joby. I think it's cool. It's like Bon Joby, but with a B. Yeah. <laughs> but Joby, you actually, um, I was going to say is you have some really cool tattoos. I love your tattoos. Let's play a fun tattoo game, which might be torture <laughs> for people listening because you won't be able to see them. But um, okay, so tell us which tattoo best represents your personality or your brand, your aura, that kind of vibe, which was the most spontaneous and which one means the most to you and the story behind it. Go. Okay, so the first one, you said the one that best represents me as a person? Yeah, like your aura, like your personality, oh. your energy. Yeah, that kind of. Okay. Um, I actually have two, but I'm going to show you this one. I have like a cloud on my finger. That is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then like my angels on my chest. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. That's so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, you have. I didn't even notice that one on your Instagram. That was really cool. I really like the the one on your back, like the. I don't know how to call oh, it. Oh, yeah. The chromatic, like, alien scar, edgy, like, the Grimes one. I really want one like that. So I need you to send me a picture of it after. <laughs> so but yeah, I can definitely. Artists. I actually got it done by tattoo artist. His name is Brett with a lot of threes. They're tagged on my Instagram, but they're so amazing. Yeah, noted. It's very cool. And I mean, it's really intricate and detailed. So shout out, Brett. Yeah. You yeah. For the second tattoo, you said my most spontaneous? Or yeah, your most spontaneous. Maybe spontaneous. you might regret it. Maybe you don't. <laughs> Up to you. Mm, spontaneous. I got this, like, broken heart tattoo. It's like a stick and poke. It's, like, not that great. Like, one of my ex-friends did it. But, yeah, that was just, something? like, a spare. Them. I was going through something, <laughs> like, a heartbreak. I was like, I just need something. And they did it. No, that's a good friend. A, a friend with a tattoo gun is always a good friend. Keep them around. And then the third is, which one means the most to you? Like more, do you have any that have a special meaning or anything? And a story behind it? Yes, actually, all of my tattoos have stories behind it. But the one that I got most recently, I actually drew. And it's like a little, a little love letter with the oh my god like the, the emoji at the bottom. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it it says it says I trust myself because I feel like we all should like be in tune with our intuition and our feelings more and that just like reminds me to do so and also my backpack too I'm not sure if I can show you because like I'm not wearing a shirt but yeah. it's like it's on my Instagram it's like massive it's big I got it after literally right after it's always like heartbreaks that make me want to change my life but after my life. heartbreak I was just like I'm going through it I need something done and then my tattoo artists they were like you know I want to do this big piece and I'm like I'm here for it and it was just like perfect timing and it's it means a lot to me because it feels like angel wings but it's very abstract yeah so it can be a lot of things no I love yeah. it that's yeah that's the one I was talking about I love it I know you are an artist, obviously, like you draw aside from designing and clothing. Has anyone that you know or don't know got any of your art tattooed on them? 
Yes, actually, I have like these little star doodles that I draw uh-huh. and someone I know they got it tattooed on them and but yeah it's on my back can I show you yeah yeah okay I know what you're talking about because I was stalking you and it's right above it yeah yeah I don't know if you can see it but they're like little stars I love it I love it I want a tram stamp I always say if I know (laughs) that I like I'm gonna die in 10 years the first thing I would do is get a tram stamp no yeah like every time like like this is like your character and your avatar and you can like design it how you want to that's a perfect, this- perfect, perfect way to think of it. Yeah. I'm going to tell my mom that next time she gets mad at me. <laughs> yeah, Jovi, I obviously love your brand. And I think your brand has a very subtle, you know, like bad, bad girl trapped in like a good girl's body kind of aura. And I think it's really interesting the way you are experimenting with different materials. I see a lot of lace and knit and how they can play together, how they fall on the body and I see a lot of ivories and whites. You even have like a white sheet behind you right now. Lots of cream colors. So why don't we jump into your journey with upcycling? How did you begin? Where do you find your inspiration? Oh, okay. Awesome. So where I find my inspiration, how did I start? I, I started reselling my clothes that I no longer needed and just like clothes that had memories that I didn't want to remember and just things that were still like awesome I wanted to share and give those away like I just started to resell and then a few months after reselling I was thrifting and I was finding like cool sweaters and materials and I'm a big fan of anything that makes you feel like cozy and soft and like like a nice warm hug yeah Mm -hmm. And I wanted to incorporate that into clothing. So I just started making some designs for fun, seeing if anyone liked it and people liked it. So that's how I started with my like custom orders and designing my own designs. That is so cool. So you have no real training or like discipline. It's all just experimental because you fucking want to. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't go to college or anything. I like had to learn how to do everything and yeah it's been a very hands-on experience like every project that I do like directly changes me and how I operate like I take those skills on to the next project and so on and so forth nice so you do so do you have any like materials that you prefer to work with that you found the easiest Mm -hmm. to work with it depends on like what project I want to do, but I like to use like sheer, um, like chevron is nice. And then like yarn, I like to use yarn that kind of has like hair-like materials or like bamboo yarn. Yeah, anything that's soft, but also can like hold up well. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Would you say like softer materials are, because I heard, I mean, I, I kind of am like the same story. Like I obviously didn't go to school to study fashion or I would be, I would be doing what you guys are doing. But I'm not the best sewer. But when I was like trying to learn, I heard that like harder materials are kind of easier to work with, like more sturdy materials. So it's really optimistic to hear you say that you're winging it with sheer and, and knits and soft materials too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So how about your inspiration? Where do you find most of your inspiration? Most of my inspiration comes from my childhood Mm -hmm. and my experiences that I had there. 
um, I grew up in like a restrictive school. So we wore uniforms all the time, very like religiously bound. So I like, I literally didn't have any way to explore my fashion interest until I moved schools and they were like, wear whatever you want. And that literally blew my mind. Like I didn't know, like, like having that power like over what I could wear. And then now that's affecting me for the rest of my life. So like every single time I'm like getting ready or getting dressed, it's like, I have the power because for like six or seven years, it was someone higher up telling me how to look, how to wear, what to wear, how to act. And I think we underestimate the like psychological effects of that, even just like a uniform, how that can play on your mental and expression. Dude, totally. I went to Catholic school too. Um, so <laughs> I totally hear you. I had to wear like a sweater vest and a skirt every day. But you know, I will say I was kind of cool. I was one of like the cool girls. Like I would wear shorts. Like I was one of the only girls that would wear like shorts sometimes or like the pants sometimes. But dude, like, yeah, like, we couldn't wear nail polish. We couldn't wear yeah. any shoes that had like the logos on them. We couldn't wear any kind of distracting patterns on the headbands or just like things like that. No jewelry, no rings, no nothing. Uh, so I, yeah. I totally hear you. And the worst part is, you know what, Joby? My father was a fucking principal. So he was the one making <laughs> these rules. So I got all the backlash, all of it. <laughs> As a kid. Yes, I was like five years old on the playground and these girls did not fuck with me because my dad was the one telling them that they couldn't wear their little Lululemon headbands and their nail polish. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry to everybody because you're right. It, it's annoying. But I actually went to a different school after and they were different. And then, yeah, public school for high school. So I I definitely hear you <laughs> when it comes to that. I, my next question was going to be, how has your style evolved as you've grown up so yeah dig deeper into that okay so my style evolution I'm thinking back to middle school I feel like I don't think that bad since, oh, yeah I feel <laughs> oh, like shit. I'm gonna make it like uh, short but like it's gonna all come together it's like, important since to talk about middle to, school fashion because that was brutal yeah people really yeah. our mothers and fathers let us walk outside looking like that and I'll never forgive them Bermuda shorts, like the Justice shirts. Yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah. What was your middle school style like? My middle school was more like eighth grade and above. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have that like awkward phase. I think oh, I did, but like not in, it wasn't in school. It was like outside of school. Yeah. But I thought it was cool. Like I always thought I looked cool as a kid. I was like, oh. <laughs> But yeah, the worst in part. middle school, I was like searching for friends and like a group of people that I resonated with mm -hmm. moving from different types of schools. I would wear like band t-shirts, just like a way for like me to communicate and speak with people. And then in like high school, I dressed how everybody else dressed. I didn't really have my own style. I wore like Hollister, American Eagle, you know brands like that yeah. very basic yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then I actually started I was in the art scene in my high school um, I did drawing and painting and that is like what got me through high school yeah my drawing and painting classes but in that area I I started exploring thrift stores more mm -hmm. and 
finding my own style through vintage and pre-worn clothing and it kind of just evolved into me diving into different genres and time periods like the 90s grunge early 2000s because that's what I was seeing as a child and now with my style currently I love to wear other independent designers Mm -hmm. my own designs and then like my favorite designers pieces archived and just like collecting and revolving out those pieces yeah well you were very relatable very similar story there same timeline too like I started thrifting in high school but where did where are you from where did you grow up I'm uh Pennsylvania oh Pennsylvania and that makes sense because kind of like the midwest kind of like yeah 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 same story uh and then where do you live now um I I live in New York oh there you go yeah I would love to hear about the fashion scene in New York because you know it's I mean you can relate to this I feel like when I was living in my little protected little bubble I kind of felt like you know like Rapunzel in her tower where you see like this big city fashion like celebrities and they get to like experiment so much and they get to wear like the most impractical like clothing and it's so fun the way they dress around because, you know, in like the Midwest, I went to public university, Michigan State. So like everyone dresses the same. Like in high school, it's like the leggings and the hoodies. In college, you have the jeans and the quote unquote, like going out tops. So it's like everyone just kind of has the same outfit. But yeah, this, so there's no like breaking the rules and that kind of stuff. So I would love to hear um, how you change when you move to New York and how you got to kind of live that out and start playing around more. Yeah. So my hometown isn't too far from New York. So I'm like back and forth occasionally sometimes. But um, I made the big move last year and that was my first move ever. Um, you, prior to that, you, were, you wanted me to like talk about the changes in, in my style or just in general what I've seen. I guess both. Like, what were you seeing and like did you kind of want to dress more eccentrically when you were younger and then like you went to the big city and you were kind of able to or how did you feel that's how I feel I feel like the big city is kind of like a privilege and you get you have like more room to kind of dress fun and more flamboyant me like without the judgment but in like the small town like it's only like the bravest of souls that are like (laughs) dressing differently so I'm jealous and I would like to hear your experience. Yeah. So before moving, like I've always like, like I said, I was creating prior to moving. So making my own fashion, always like admiring other people's fashion. Um, so I just kind of had kind of had that already like ingrained in me. Like I want to dress this way, just that way. And it was like a little weird, like going out. But it's kind of it's kind of like you build armor around like people's opinions, so like you just get more confident as you keep going. Um, so by the time I was ready to move, I'm already like, yeah, I already dressed like this. So moving to a place like New York, it's like now I finally feel like there's a place for me to be accepted, mm-hmm. and people actually care about how they look. And it's not, it depends. In it was not 
in like a conceited way, but in a way of just like people valuing fashion and culture. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about there. And yeah, it's a really beautiful place to feel like you're accepted and however you are, however you look and however you want to express yourself. That's what I've experienced. No, definitely. I agree with you. So it kind of sounds like I really like how you said about the armor thing. So it sounds like you didn't really have a problem dressing more eccentrically because it actually kind of helped you find the right people and kind of helped you weed Mm -hmm. out the ones that just wouldn't get it or just like wouldn't know what's up. So that's cool. That's definitely a cool perspective. Do you like to what degree do you think the way you dress speaks for who you are as a person? I like to not keep myself in a box when it comes to my expression and what I'm interested in. So if one day I want to dress like an angel or a fairy, I'll do that. And one day I want to dress like an all black. Yeah, I'll do that. It's really just like a reflection of how I feel at the moment and in that time Mm -hmm. and what resonates with me. Um, As of recently, I've been leaning more towards finding a way to incorporate like dressing how I like now, but also being kind of like androgynous a little bit more. So yeah, kind of blurring the lines between genders and just like, just kind of being reflected in my clothing, if that makes sense. No, and that's more fun. You get to be a different person every day. Like (laughs) that's, that's even better. And I kind of agree. I think that like, even if you are a different person or like a different aesthetic or like you said, a different gender, like playing with more masculine feminine energies, it's not like your personality is changing. Like it's not like you're the same Joby every day. So I think I would agree that I think like the way that you dress isn't a major reflection on who you are. So I don't think we should take that that seriously and have fun with it. So I got to ask, I little background I had just gotten back from visiting some family in Mexico so I was there um when the first yeah 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 I I called you I was like I'm by the beach like what's up what time do you want (laughs) to record this you were cool about it um because I'm Mexican so my family lives there in Guadalajara but I was in Cancun you know gringo land don't come for me um so I was there when the first episode launched and bless my family very supportive they were like um, they were Aww. interested in hearing about the podcast and were asking me about upcycling, what it was, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, little background on Mexico, they do know what upcycling is because Mexicans, like most indigenous communities, are going to be thrifty by default. So upcycling and reusing and repurposing is just weaved into the culture if they don't really mm-hmm. have a name for it or make it like a thing. Um, so yeah, I was explaining to them what upcycled fashion was more on the uh, creative in the more fashion centric level as opposed to like the more practical day-to-day forms are repurposing they they know of um and then of course you know they're kind of conservative so they just don't really understand the who what where when upcycled fashion would be worn because they I showed them more of like the sneaker corsets like the tennis ball shirts and like the bread loafers so they're just like who is gonna wear this and, like are these looks practical or everyday outfits and I've also heard other designers you know Madison the last guest she's mentioned similar reactions where people are just like who is wearing this and and where are they wearing it to have have you ever been asked this yourself yeah 
Yes. <laughs> I, I also think about this as well when I'm crafting garments. Um, I, I really thank you for telling me about your background. That's like beautiful. Um, <laughs> and I think about that a lot. I think about how like, because like I, that's why I started upcycling. I don't come from like a background where I have the access to a bunch of resources. Mm-hmm. So thrifting and finding materials there, that is my go-to and that's what helps me the most. Um, I feel like it, it all depends on like the person and like the place and the situation what if there's like an event that requires like a more eccentric piece right a more avant-garde style concept um and then like for practice for practical wear like if you want to spice it up a little bit or just be a little bit different from everyone you don't have to go like insane crazy with like right, right. what you wear but just like little tiny details can make something like a pair of jeans more personal to you. Like right. adding a belt that you made to it. Like it doesn't have to be super insane. It's just like the little personal touches of what you like reflected into your clothing can go a long way in like defining who you are as a person and making you stand out just a little bit more. Seriously? But yeah, I think about that. I think about that a lot in designing (laughs) do I want to be go crazy like how what where where do I range and where do I (laughs) where do I stay (laughs) yeah I feel like you'll find the right people when you're authentic in yourself I agree and I it's not like um upcycling is changing the way you dress like if you dress more minimal every day um on your regular in your regular shopping preferences then you could pick out more upcycled pieces that are more minimal. And if you're dressed more maximalistically, uh, usually, then you can find more mat- maximalist pieces. So I, it's not like there's a variety of upcycled options. It's it's about the materials that are being used in the process, not the actual end garment. Like you can make, you can find a white t-shirt made out of repurposed materials, but I guess, I guess the people are referring to the more like vibrant eccentric looks, but Again, they're everywhere. I actually just found a way to replace many of my everyday staples with upcycled clothing. My loungewear shorts and sweatpants are made from old t-shirts and they're so comfortable. I wear them every day. And then I'm also, the denim shorts I'm wearing right now are from American Recycled. So American Recycled um, has a lot of like everyday basics if you're a more minimal dresser. Because I mean... What do you think, Joby? Do you think it takes a certain type of person to dress in upcycled fashion? Mm. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do. I was thinking and I was like, you know, yes, there's different types of appeal mm-hmm. that upcycled fashion has. Personally, in my own existence, like mm-hmm. one of my family, one of my parents, they don't really enjoy thrifting. Like they don't like it because they think it's dirty. <laughs> yes, I do that all yeah. the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of people, they don't. I like to think of my art and what I do, like my clothing, as like wearable art. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone isn't 
open to that concept they could miss a lot of like the key points and elements and just like the overall deeper meaning behind what designers like me do right it's not like just a piece of clothing it has a far deeper meaning behind it depending on how it's styled or like the theme of it you know what I mean no I totally know what you mean and Mm -hmm. yeah I think we're on the same page I think what we are trying to say our main takeaway for this is that upcycled fashion is just like any other aspect of the fashion world like there's different degrees to the intensity of vibrancy and different incentives behind it like you have like the more practical pieces that are just you know so you're not naked it's just clothes that you put on your bodies and then you have some more creative and artistic approaches like we see on the runway where it's more than just something you put on your body but it's something that speaks for itself and for you and is just more vibrant overall um so yeah I, I definitely know what you mean and I guess is there do you see society becoming more fluid and less judgmental when it comes to the way people dress whether it's them being impractical or being trying to be creative or make a statement or whatever it may be or do you think things are just kind of stay the same I feel like the right type of people will get it mm-hmm. like I feel like more since like I since like with the trends and everything since with the way social media works and how trend cycles work since there's so much constantly being put out there and available mm-hmm. it gives people like a lot of more options into what they can explore so I feel like it's just like here you go here's a bunch of things people are going to take out what resonates and adapt that into their personal style so I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot of more like people just expressing themselves in their own personal style coming out in the brands that they pick and the brands that they wear it's going to be a reflection of them just wrapping things up any any words of wisdom that you would like to give our fellow small town black sheep that want to dress more vibrantly or different than their friends and are just don't really know how or where to start or the mentality to adapt to get them there yeah so I like how you said small town black sheep because yeah. that's how I feel but what I always like to keep in the back of my mind or just like in my mind when I'm dressing is who I want to connect to and my higher self yeah and what I want to experience you're taking like you're taking yourself and your physical being into experiences and those clothing pieces that you wear and whatever you want to embellish yourself with it's gonna you're gonna experience those events and life things with them so Mm -hmm. just keeping that in mind like how you want to show up in the world and how you want to experience it let your clothing like help you and guide you and like push you in that direction I've seen it's very like impactful yeah No, even like think about yourself. I don't know about you, but think about yourself before you could even have experiences or dress for yourself. Like when you were a little girl and you would like see like someone and you'd be like, oh my God, like they're so cool. Like I don't even know them, but like they are so cool. Like that's yeah. who I dress for. Is yeah, I, I dress for my inner child a lot. Yeah. In- yeah. Um. Another thing is I love the way, I guess final thought is I love the way you describe yourself, like your bio on Instagram 
I am nature reflected in human form. What are some other ways that you would use to describe your current style now? I like to, I definitely like to always owed and respect nature because that's where we come from and that's where we're going and that's what we that's what we are taking care of um I also like to like think like like we are a reflection of nature <laughs> yeah, I agree. We are. yeah I feel like just like everything that we're experiencing if we could like go outside and just sit in nature we will see like nature is experiencing the same things we are mm -hmm. it's a reflection but yeah I also like angels and like the sky anything like angelic in dreams as well I feel like I get a lot of inspiration from the dream realm and just like feeling like I have protection and guidance over things that I cannot see physically like yeah no, and I think you've done a, a, a great job embodying the angel dreamlikeness because you are honest. Like, Angel Joby is the perfect name for you because you are just very soft, surreal, serene energy. And I love it. It's very unique, too. And it's funny, I'm not a huge, like, astrology girl, but I feel like you're the timing of having you on the show is great because you're very cancer season-esque I feel oh, like oh yeah I have a I my cancer I have my Venus is in cancer oh so like right. the planet that rules love is in cancer and that's what I've been thinking about recently like yeah not about it, feels a lot, it feels a lot softer this season <laughs> yeah good got all these heartbreaks all over you yeah 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 well, I mean, are there any upcoming collections or pieces to keep our eyes out for? What are you working on? Yes. So I'm currently working on, I keep saying that I'm going to bring my bear hats back. Do it. I do. I do want to bring them back. <laughs> but I have this collaboration that I did with uh, an, another artist there, like an illustrator. So I would like to bring that back as well. And... Uh, my angel number collection I'm bringing that back in like a more affordable collection oh you so hear that guys affordable that's a yeah amazing. <laughs> yeah I want to like put just more art out there especially like this season it's just like finding the balance and like completing things is where I'm currently at right now yeah, no, it's not easy, especially like for an independent designer to make things affordable and put all their all into it, the time, energy, balance. Yeah, I hear you. But that is very exciting, Joby. We'll keep an eye out. And yeah, I mean, no matter what your angel number is, you do. You, what is your angel number? Um, eight, eight, eight. I have eight tattooed on me right now. Oh, I want to get like the rest because at first I was like, I'm just going to do one. But now I want the rest. Like, yeah, the remain. it's my favorite number. I was born in august and on the 18th so like they're all eights in my birthday it is what it is it's a very significant yeah yeah it chooses you <laughs> well that's cool do you have a favorite angel number mine is 222 my birthday is 1228 oh. and every time i look at the clock it's 1228 well i mean not every time but like around that time so yeah i kind of say like the birthday same same idea and then I also like the alignment, like you're exactly where you're supposed to be. I always tell mm. myself that. 
yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for coming on, Jovi. This is exactly where you're supposed to be. You did great on That's Not Rubbish. We'd love to have you back. Um, and to everybody listening, this is where you're supposed to be too. Stay tuned. And we're switching to Mondays. So July 10th will be the next episode. And can't wait to see you guys there. Bye. Kiss.